0: So here's the question. When the rules we've been operating by have burnt us out and the hamster wheel is keeping us awake at night and stuck, how do we, as expert entrepreneurs who want to make significant impact but just can't take on one more thing, grow our businesses and teams, double our revenue while working less? That's the question. This is The Business Habitat. I'm Sam Dean, your host, and this show explores the answers. Stay tuned and enjoy some brave conversations. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. Really, I'm looking forward to this interview today with Aveline Clark. We really drill down and talk about the client journey and how important it is to work with clients and and customers that you really enjoy and how you get much bigger impact if you actually put your authentic self out there and that yourself is actually part of the uh, customer journey. Abilene is really one of the nicest people that I've ever met and genuinely really empowers others, so much so that aside from her business journey point, which we talk about a lot today and particularly around the the customer journey, um, she's also really around community building as well and has put together a community called Six Star Community which we'll also put in the links of the podcast she's a fellow podcaster also of the Six Star podcast and has actually co-authored a book with quite a number of people of the same title and it's a really good book and it gives you a really good framework and lots of really juicy chapters from people who have very much lived experiences on what that kind of means so um stay tuned. I think you'll really enjoy this conversation, particularly if you're really looking to develop the customer side of things. And of course, none of us, none of our businesses would exist without that. And I think that if you centralize the customer around your habitat and their journey, point through that, I think you are on a winner. And certainly towards as Evelyn would say, a six-star business. Stay tuned and really, and enjoy. Thanks. Hello and welcome back everybody today. I'm super excited to have Aveline Clark with us. I particularly wanted to talk to her in the business habitat because the importance that she does around customer journey mapping. And to me, you know, we all building out these lovely business habitats where we're getting a bit safer and our staff are all there. But Without the connection to clients' habitats and business habitats, and then the journey through your habitat, the business won't be as successful as we would like. So, welcome, Aveline. Can you just before we get going, just tell us a little bit about yourself and and how you came to be here and why you work on the on customer journey is such an important part of your business.
1: Well, thank you, Sam, for having me. I'm really grateful for being here. It's a lot of fun, always a lot of fun to talk with a fellow kindred spirit on the on the journey. And uh, certainly love talking about customer journeys and what it really means. Um, so how I came to be here, you know, it, it wasn't like I woke up as a young child and said, I want to do that one day.
0: Yes, it's not a direct route really, is it? It's not. I want to be an accountant, <laughs> no. which is mine.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't really have that. But I did know that I cared about people and I was always fascinated by experiences and how people reacted to uh, in other people and their journeys. Funnily enough, when I had my corporate career, I started creating purposeful experiences and offers for employees at Australia Post, and I and I worked on those to really in- increase the goodwill and the the value proposition for employees there. Did a, an onboarding experience there for the employees and then I went over to NAB and after a year of managing their global salary bonus process which was so much fun um there is a lot of sarcasm in that that's
0: a whole podcast in itself
1: (laughs) 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 I I then ran a project to create a benchmarked onboarding employee journey and it just felt very natural to me and uh having done a lot of it already at Australia Post. I, I actually took it to another level at NAB. Now, 18 months later, that that kind of came to its completion for me because I I made the changes across you know four or five different divisions of NAB to enable this thing, and realised that you know I don't really want to keep playing the corporate wheel, all the games, the red tape, bureaucracy, the one upmanship. You know, could go on. Yeah. Um, and I went, I want to make more impact in the world, which is a lot of the reason why a lot of us do this. Um, I'm gonna go out on my own, very naively. But that that was my that was my launching pad, I guess, and the, the big experience around journeys. And a lot of that project or the work that I'd done involved technology. So I I managed programs of work. I had project managers under me. We used different systems to manage those projects. And that all obviously had to come on come under a program of work. So technology was a big piece and employees was a big piece. So funnily enough, my I sat in the HR or the employee, you know, whatever whatever the big companies want to call it, HR division, that's where I sat in the kind of employee benefit space typically. So coming into small business, I then fell into marketing automation because back in two 2008, when I left corporate, um, that was when they started a couple of systems were already in play, mainly in America. It was very new in Australia. And I just started to help clients around this piece. And I, it was very easy for me. And I ended up building a marketing automation agency and ran that. I um, had a business partner, a small team. And around when COVID hit, um, the business partner had left me two months earlier. And I was very dispassionate. I got to a point where we were selling technology. We weren't selling the 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 hard stuff. We weren't actually making it about the customer. We were making it about getting an ROI for the for our customers, not about our, our customers customers, right? So it wasn't about the experience. It was more about hey, build us build us a funnel. Let put this system in place. Put a campaign in. Get us an ROI. Build this technology. Oh, there's a new shiny object. Go and do that. So. I was I was spent. I was done. So when COVID hit and clients were walking out the door, I went. This is a really great opportunity to shift gears. And I went through a, a process to actually really draw out of myself what it is that I, what, where am I? What are my gifts? What am I fit for for service in this world? And it it, it all stemmed around this journey because to me. Everything is about, you, you. we hear it all the time. It's all about the customer. But it's not always about the customer, but it is. And that was revolutionary for me. And I completely shifted my business, uh, you know, got rid of my team except for one and a half. And uh, now, and, and very quickly started talking about the journey and what that meant. And it has evolved over uh, the last couple of years and yet, it's very solid and, and I love how even I get new insights and new perspectives. So when you were talking about the business habitat and how your clients, you're helping them create this habitat and what's that connection to other habitats, it's fascinating because I what I see is that business owners come into their business typically where, with a a lens or a particular vision and that could be based on a technical skill or it could be based on the role they have chosen for their business. And so therefore, their days typically come through the lens of, you know, delivery of that role or delivery of that technical skill. And when it comes to sales and marketing, guess what? It's all about the same thing. It's all about the product. And so (laughs) a technical specialist goes out and sells this product and they talk all about the product. And then you look at the marketing world, which I have been a part of for the last what are we now? 22, 14 years. And it's pretty revolting. There's it's very unregulated industry. And you've got all these, you know, oh. gross digital marketers, you know, sitting up on stages and promising all this stuff using NLP and all this language that we are so over and people are so sick of it and being bombarded with these sales campaigns and push campaigns and all of that, which is driven by the technology. Yeah.
0: Oh my goodness. There there was like three things there if I said okay that I want to drill down on first of all is that technology thing like I for one am so sick and tired of get the funnel you know put your system in and doing all that when we're not actually speaking to what what do I actually want to do here this is how I actually do it and I know that my connection piece works yes I need technology to make it a little bit easier for me but I don't want it to replace and everyone you go to goes do this, do that, and we're going to do it, the customer experience, all customer central, but it's all technology. It's like customers are human. So when mm. am I rude? Mm-hmm. When am I touching the client? Like, you know, when am I talking to them because that's a thing and I get so lost in that. And I'm so glad then you just mentioned the marketing industry being slightly revolting. In fact, I don't think you said slightly. I think it'd be revolting. Um, and it reminds me that most expert businesses are the same because you know, for me, from the finance side of things, there and also the marketing industry kind of says, "Talk to the problem, do all this, do all that." The expert industries talk to the solution, and never in the middle does do, does anyone meet in 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 mindset. Um, and what I'm hearing you say there is, yeah, I for me, marketers, if they're really doing their job and have you know. 85% of some of the businesses' expenses on training and everything are on marketing and sales. So my argument is it all should be 50% on that and then 50% on your foundational protection pieces around that. No one spends much time in the finance areas. But where do they meet? Like it's like, that. you know, no one's listening mm. to to anybody and if it's all about marketing um, and in this thing, we wouldn't be having this conversation because – you know, we would know to talk to the problem, not to the no. solution, but we don't.
1: Yep, <laughs> because it it would be working. No, that's right. And the fact that, yeah, like you said, we're having this conversation because the way it's being done doesn't work or is not working largely. And I see that, especially over the last 14 years, there's been this evolution of, you know, um, tips and tricks and um you know ways to do things, and oh, the new thing is this. And then there's like get your online course, and then there's do this and do that. Now, all of those things, technology, online platforms, you know, all of the you know using emails or newsletters, they are all important. But what you're what you're asking me is how do you how do you make it about the customer? How do you bring it in so that the customer doesn't feel like they're a number just being sprayed upon?
0: And that's why, too, because, you know, every habitat that we were talking to, we are going to human, like we're, we're moving out of the, you know, we've gone from the muscle style of businesses and we've been in brain. So the experts, you know, industries and not just finance and everything, but marketing and anything that kind of uses the individual's brain and we are got, we are kind of. That's been replaced by the technology, particularly the finance areas and stuff, and a little bit with marketing. Mm. No technology can replace creativity that, you know, where you guys come into. And then in our industries, you know, I'm obviously more down the protection finance piece, but a lot of coaching around how to change your businesses and measure all this stuff. And it just drives me wild. You get people spending $100,000 on marketing and you go, where's the return? So you do need a return on investment, but if you're sitting at the balance sheet, uh, sorry, the P&L at the end of the year, and you look back, and which you shouldn't be, you should be upfront to it, but most people are looking back, and your income hasn't changed by a million, don't keep spending the money.
1: <laughs> that's right. It, to me, that's pretty straightforward, right?
0: Look, I've used marketers and had some success as well, and not so much success. But if someone can't sit down and say, this is the journey, and this is why we're doing it, and I'm going to listen to you you know, don't worry about it. So that was an amazing synergy between what, what goes on, but the synergy of where do the creatives and, the, and the, where do we meet?
1: I'm going to answer that in a, maybe a slightly different way. And I'll start with the, with the analogy of selling a product because this is how most people are taught because they're not either taught, but they're just conditioned as a business owner to go out and sell a product. So, okay, I've got a blue pen oh, it's a great pen, it's blue pen, you know, writes really well, it costs a dollar, but if you buy it today, you get 20% off. Okay. You go, yep. And, but what I, the alternative, and this is a very gross, very, very frank kind of example, but, oh, here's a blue pen. We have these wonderful blue pens. Our company takes 20% of all of the profits from our company and, and reinvest it in Invest it, sorry, in regenerating the Amazon rainforest because we believe in, you know, giving back to the planet given that we're taking. So, uh, it costs a dollar and, uh, that's, that's what we're all about. Which, which penny are you going to buy? Of
0: course.
1: Right. Now, that's, that's a simple, very simplified example, but it opens the door to start thinking about, well, if you just go out and you sell your product, doesn't matter if you're an accountant, if, you know, someone in finance, Whatever your little piece is, guess what? Someone else does the same thing right? People don't really care about that; they actually care about you people you think about yourself you, you when're when you, as a as a customer shopping for something pen's not a side because really a blue pen is a blue pen, but uh um, you you're going out to buy something right and let's say you're spending money good decent money on a service. You want to know what that person is really all about. You're not just going to hand over thousands of dollars for a service just because they've told you all the features and benefits and the solution. Right? Because you've got to develop first of all, you've got to trust that person. So how do you do that? And it comes back to the the, the vendor or the supplier showing that they understand you first and that first of all they understand you but also they show who they are. And what I've seen is missing in the last 14 years is when a business goes to market and talk about their product or service, they forget the importance of themselves. And yet that is how you differentiate yourself.
0: Yes, there's only one of you.
1: There's only one of you. Hmm. And you are unique. And when you start talking about what, you believe in and I'm not saying to, this is as a, as a way of you just dominate the conversation it's not about that I just want you to think about this as a, as a completely different perspective on how you position yourself you could be an accountant but what's in, what, what matters to you as, a, as an accounting firm or the owner of that firm and it could be you, you, there's something different about you than the next one and and it comes down to typically you what do you stand for what what are you here to achieve? what's really important to you. Now, if you go out and talk about that and then show that your understanding of your customers, those two things are going to get you the customer not selling the product and the benefit.
0: And can everyone please just rewind that and listen to that again? It is so important. Is because particularly as experts, we are trained not to do that. But I can tell you, and, you know, it took me a long time and a lot of work to get to that point, bringing my story in way I do that. You know, the reason why I work with expert businesses to really make impact and make lots of money as well, but make impact without burnout is for that very reason. Burnout, both of those two things burn me out. And until I really started telling my story, and then suddenly you're you're attracting the right people and you don't actually need to do much else. I mean, but you have to get the story out for sure. And then there's that ability then to sit and listen. And, you know, we work a lot in the aligned leader. One of the things I've realized with expert businesses, and this happened to me as well, is that most of us aren't aligned to where we want to go. So when someone like your your gorgeous self comes and asks us what that is, we go, oh, I'm an accountant, I do tax returns or whatever that is. We've never been able to sit down and go, hang on, what do I really want to do? What do I want to stand for? What if does my lived experience somehow get merged with what I do? Because I still want to do what I do. And so think about that as well. And remember, that you, you don't have to get that 100% right either. In fact, you don't even have to get it very right. If you're actually talking to people and saying, I'm exploring this stuff, that's the same thing too. So, you know, it's so important. And I think that if, if you take anything away from that, you know, so what you're saying there is the customer journey really starts with understanding who they're journeying with.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Positioning yourself in the right way that shows someone very quickly what it is that you stand for and why you're there and what it means to you. Because the more that you show how much this means to you, the more someone is going to want to work with you.
0: This episode is brought to you by The Aligned Leader, a six-week program built to combat the leadership fatigue syndrome so you can grow your business without the overwhelm. And I think too, what that does is, you know, one of the big problems we come across in a lot of businesses and people that we work with is they've got a whole stack of clients that shouldn't even be there. Yeah. Now, if you're doing that, they're not going to come to you. They're not even, you don't even have to train yourself on how to get rid of them because they're not going to come through the door in the first place. It's really good way because they'll just look at that and go, you know, in my case, like she wrote stress, or whatever. I don't, or, you know, she talks openly about her alcoholism or whatever that is. I don't like that. And that's cool because there are other people for you. So it's so efficient. It's such it, it an is. efficient too. But you have to be brave. You do have to be brave because you are, for the first time, probably putting yourself out there. And you do need to work on that. And, and absolutely. But you can start it in, in really small steps. So how does that link, once you've established kind of what you stand for, then I assume it's an easy step then to say, okay, what's, you know, everyone uses the ideal client, you know, and what that looks like and, and where do they hang out? So how do you take that and then step it to that?
1: Well, it's more than, you know, where do they hang out? It's more about what kind of person do you want to be working with? Yeah. yeah. The kind of person rather than the demographic side of person that someone finds on a Facebook filtering search. Um <laughs> So, the more that you can identify who that person is, then you start actually channeling and vibrating, you know, the, through your language and the writing that you do for that person. Trust me, it works. Then they start showing up.
0: They do start showing up.
1: And like you were saying before, that filtering by getting those two things right up front, you will filter people really quickly. And also the people that come to you when they see you instantly like up front about what you stand for and that you understand them. People that buy from you based on that, they come in faster, they're stickier and they'll stay with you a lot longer, lot, lot, lot longer. They'll stay with you through change, through economic change and evolution of your business far more and, and than someone that just came to you off a Google search or and then just you know signed up based on a, an ad
0: yeah absolutely and I mean certainly um, in the more expert styles of business you know I think a lot of the problems is and I'm already hearing some people say oh but our clients stick with us because they've been with us for 20 years no they've stayed with you for 20 years because they have to come and do their tax every year and uh, not necessarily not everybody but most I remember having this discussion at the boardroom table oh well they're all loyal and I said you don't know them and I've got many examples that I can, you know, tell you that, you know, that you say they don't want my style of work. And then I would go and find them and you know, get in the back end and, and get to know them. And all of this stuff came out. They were coming in. They, they, they like you, but they're coming in because they have to. So when they do retire and stuff, they kind of stop coming as opposed to, oh, is there anything else we could do together or could I refer? You? And then they don't remember. So, you know, the people who are really sticky will then – go and find you other people as well because they just say and they're the ones that, that you need and this is a long burn and it it is actually brave work. You know, people go, how, how do I do that? And it it's is. just like yeah. because the, most people don't actually believe that this is right. <laughs> We're here to say it is. Um, I'm here to say as someone who was very much even, I mean, I used to say, I say this stuff before Facebook was even invented or anything like that. So it was about, you know, I don't know calling out people, doing magazine and articles. And it was very much, I go after any client who has a business, who looks stressed, as opposed to attracting that. And the more I started, so I'll give you an example. In my podcast recently, I did a, a drop on how I'm really proud of myself that I got to a point that I don't feel guilty if I go on my horses at a dressage events. Now, I have not talked about the fact that I'm a competitive dressage rider at all because I've been judged on that in the past and blah, 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 blah. Immediate client, like literally, didn't even go through the whole process. Kind of just reached out, said so we're going to work together. You know, fit all the other boxes, no doubt at all. But the fact that I did that was good, and you know, I keep learning those lessons. It's still taking me a while. I'm undoing thirty years, but it's still taking me a while. It does work
1: <laughs> because you're you're being you're taking off the mask and you're showing people who you are, and people go, ooh she's a human. Wow. I really align with that. I understand totally. I want to, I want to be around you. So you are no longer a transaction. She is, they are no longer a transaction. They're a human as well. And and that's the difference. Like you said, it's brave work because you start forming these emotional connections, human, human connections and relationships with these people. But that's actually what it's all about. And like you said, they not only stay with you, they keep spending, they, they become more than just a client. It's hard to explain, but you actually care about them and you treat them more than just the the money that goes in the bank. Then it's no longer transactional. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely. And for all those accountants out here who don't charge enough or do anything, that doesn't mean that you give away for free because you love these people. You still charge. But that's the whole point. It's the value of it. You know, it, it's, it's such an interesting thing. And another one says, as you said, like when COVID hit, We had a lot of people leave the business, but the three or four that we had these deeper relationships with, they stayed in. And they also, you know, when I had a a personal issue happen last year and had to take basically a month off um, for for reasons, nobody blinked. No one. No one said, oh, you know, you're out of contract or whatever that is. I mean, technically I was, I think, but um, we made it up. Like, you know, that's no problem at all. But the loyalty is, the, then there's the real loyalty word is they stick with you through thick and thin and, frankly, we stick with them through thick and thin as well. That's so, right. Yeah,
1: absolutely. That's that's it. That's the key. And I, I call all the human stuff we've been talking about, I know it's uncomfortable for some people that have never looked at it before or just think of it as woo-woo. Or But honestly, it is the foundations. Like you, you can't be in a human-to-human bi- human, human business without doing it and surviving.
0: Yeah, and I think too, I think one of the biggest issues we've got going forward is where, we've got all the thought leaders, you know, some of my heroes, Brene Brown, those sort of people telling us in heart-centred businesses, no one is actually telling us how because a lot of that's research and stuff and and we want to, you know, do that and they, they might tell us what to do but they don't tell you how to transition your businesses now, which are very product-based. Yeah true to heart-centered businesses and brain businesses because if you don't get that attraction literally most technical businesses will I don't care I've been saying this for 15 years everyone says oh it hasn't happened yet it hasn't happened yet but it will happen I don't care if it's in my lifetime but it will happen that you have to be a relationship-based person and everyone is a human so it is well within everybody's reach it is well with it. If you're an introvert and you don't want to do a podcast and do what Abe and I are doing, that's fine. But your real self, get out there and you will attract the introverts who want to sit in a coffee shop and read a book with you. Like yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because there's people out there who are the same as you. Um, you've got to get those people. They Otherwise, they drain your energy as well. That's one of the biggest leading causes of burnout is that you surround yourself with people who drain your energy. But, you know, We talk a lot in our thing about teams, but you're talking about customers as well. So, you know, I've got a rule now. If I, if I meet somebody for the first discovery meeting and they drain my energy, oh, well, it doesn't matter.
1: That's it. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Perfect. That is, that's brilliant. And what I'm talking about applies for teams and employees as well. It, you know, if you don't know what you stand for, how can you share that and how can you in- attract the right person to work with you? well you may or you may not again it will be transactional it'll be based on roles and accountabilities but again it'll be almost robotic right and then they and then people wonder why they have problems oh I've got staff issues again and oh you know the team are draining me and they've got issues and this person's not happy really (laughs) yes (laughs) um
0: I um I'm about to do a couple of podcast series on exactly that topic. You know, one of the biggest problems with the accounting industry right now, and when I say, you know, I always like to talk to people, you know, if there's a problem I could solve right now, what would it be? And that's it. We can't get any staff. Now, this is not the individual people. This is the whole industry. So the whole industry doesn't know what it's doing. I mean, it, sorry, it doesn't know who it is. And we've never been taught this. And so people are moving around. But what's happened more significantly is people have left because it's not for them. They like the work, um, would you believe? but it's like, what is this? What's the impact I'm having? What's the connection I'm having? In, in the accounting industry, you know it's it's shocking that sometimes four or five years go by for graduates and they haven't even spoken to a client. People want to connect. that's it. And if the more we let people connect and the more time you let them connect, they will make mistakes, there's no question about it. But that's good. And this is a big issue going forward, and it's not just it's, it's most expert businesses. Because people, it's not outsourcing. There's a whole lot of logistical reasons around, you know, women and, and all this sort of stuff as to why the numbers aren't there. But the real cause for me, as I am very passionate about it because I'm, I've left the industry twice now in a very different way in the expert industries, is the burnout that's caused by lack of human connection, lack of at least trying to have better conversations. The lack of getting to know your clients. They're like, you know, if I have one more people and say, you know, I don't know what my clients want, ask them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what my staff want, ask them. There's only one person and if you're doing strategy and you want people connecting with your strategy, whether it be client or, or team, strategize with them.
1: Absolutely. Loving what you're saying, Sam, so important and Yes, I'm hearing about the industry and the staff shortages as well. And I think what COVID has has brought about, uh, you you know, without going into the Great Resignation, which is a whole other podcast topic for you, is that (laughs) right? So people people are craving meaning, Mm -hmm. yeah, because they've had this reflection time. They've they've had all these things happen around them. Everyone's experienced different things. And all of a sudden it's like, wow, my life is worth more than what it I'm actually it got some perspective now. So, oh, is that my job? Oh, that transactional place where no one cares about each other. Oh, that's not really going to do it for me anymore. Right. This is the thought process. Oh, I'm going to look for someone who actually wants to engage and care about me and where I can actually make a difference. That's what people are after. Yeah. And, that,
0: that creates, I mean, just on the Great Resignation, there's amazing research just done by MIT and Sloan, which is kind of like a not so cool, but just as cool Harvard style of research. And that those guys came up with 10 times. So the reason why people are, are you know, the Great Resignation, we only have those kind of stats because of the corporate America, but it's true here too is toxic environments and toxic environments are lack of connection. They're not people necessarily yelling at you and openly bullying, but it's that constant little thing 10 times more than the next one, which is lack of job security. And then the next one, which is compensation, they're very low, but there's such a big gap. And if we can create that and be brave as leaders and just have these conversations it's as I said it's brave work and we do know for sure that the more courageous and more curious you are about this sort of stuff and you just you know it, a lot of it's fear everyone says oh it's all the ego and it's like well if and ego obviously linked but it's like just do what do you want to have great businesses going forward or not don't go and spend another dollar on technology save your money get some coaches in to help you work through this. You shouldn't do this by yourself either. I mean, because it's it's not easy work and you do need people to hold space and, and all that stuff. But we're not conditioned to do that. We're conditioned by the software companies, both marketing, accounting, it doesn't really matter what, to say, here's the easy solution. Technology is going to take over. But it, that's true. Once you get all of this under control, technology is going to make you more efficient at it and stuff like that. And you can talk to more people. But if you don't know where you want to go and what you want your businesses to do and you're going to end up, with no clients and no staff.
1: That's right. That's right. Why are you really here? And is that, is, that, is that what you really want? Because moving forward, I see that people are only going to want more and more meaning and connection.
0: I think you are so right. And I know for sure <laughs> that all of that, because I've, you know, only my personal experience on that, that um, I, you know, when I was back in a very large firm and financially successful, um, now I'm you know got a couple of startups going and all sorts of things and I can tell you it is a ride um, and the financial security is not what it was but my success is quadruple. I can't even put it on the same planet. I am happy, I am not happy all the time. you know we all go up and down but mm-hmm. I get up every morning and I just love it and challenges or whatever there is not that that sink of mm. again. <laughs> and I think that's success to be able to get up most days not all but most days and go holy hell and that's the reason is because I'm connecting to people who give me energy and help me out with that I'm connecting to people who go I've got another podcast record I'll give you an example another podcast recording later on this afternoon I had a podcast recording with this guy the week last week and I got in because he's in the UK so it was late and I got on that and I went I am not good, and he went, get out, we'll do it next week. So you attract people who are not bothered with you being completely vulnerable. In fact, if you're not, they'll get annoyed. So, yeah. Mm.
1: Mm. Totally agree. That's the way it works, and it's a very refreshing place to be.
0: That's a great word for it. It is actually refreshing. And when you are tired and, um, and you, can, you can turn to your, your network and go, and you can turn to your clients even. And go, or your team. Like people say, what do you mean you share that stuff with your team? I mean, I'm not sharing all my personal details clearly, but, um, you know, they need to know where I'm at. Um, And then they can pick up the slack when I'm not. And believe me, Mm. that does happen a lot. So um, particularly I'm very (laughs) menopausal. Very menopausal, sorry for those who are listening. You create these people and your business flourishes, flourishes.
1: Absolutely, it does. Really does.
0: I think we've had a great chat. Um, can you just leave us just with a couple of, we went kind of brave there and a kind of deep, I think for most people. So if, not for everybody, sorry, but for some people, if they've got a way that they can start off in, because I'm a great believer of small steps, Abe and I have obviously done a lot of work over a long period of time, um, so we didn't just fall out of like your corporate for you and, and you know, the big accounting firms for me into this. We have worked at it. So how, how would you suggest if someone just wants to start thinking about the client journey and who they may be, what would you suggest where they start?
1: Oh, that's a great question. Um, because so many people started yes. at different places and based on different um, inputs and experiences, right, of what's going on for them. Um, but I'd start by asking a couple of questions. A, are you happy with the clients that you're attracting?
0: Good one. Yep.
1: And the question is, do you feel that you can, if I, if someone said to you, hey, why do you do what you do? And what's the, what's the bigger picture or reason for you being in business? Can you answer that?
0: I think they're two great tips, absolutely great tips. I think the first one's really a bit easier because you can actually and you need to answer both and you know, spend some time working on both of those. So, you know, are you happy with the clients you attract? So if you're going in and 80% of the clients are good and you're joyful, that's fine because you, you are going to have a couple of that you don't like. But but if you're going in and every day it's just a grind, I think the answer to that question is no. <laughs> um, and then the next one is really work on that. If you can work on that. Now, I've been working on that for about 15 years. Um, I think I've got, a, you know, the word don't worry about marketing or getting sexy words or anything. Just to ask yourself, what, you know, and it, a good tip for this because we do this work with our clients is, when you get off a call with a client or something happens in your business or even at home and you feel a moment of joy and joy is not necessarily happiness but this, oh, that was fantastic, write it down because that's probably why you're here.
1: Yeah, that's, that's a great tip.
0: Yeah, so yeah. You know, write it down um, mm-hmm. and then start looking for that a little bit more um, and then start saying what is that and keep going. I can tell you you can pretty much build a business or rebuild a business around anything. Because somebody will want it and somebody will be attracted to it. So don't worry about it. Don't let the devil head get in the way, like mine does all the time and everyone else's. Find that piece. Fantastic. So just very quickly tell us where we can find
1: you. Sure. So it's go to journeypoint.com.au. Otherwise on LinkedIn, uh, my name Aveline Clark. There's only one of me.
0: Fantastic. And we'll put some links and we'll put some links and stuff down. And, um, oh, it's been an absolute joy.
1: It has. Thank you. Thank you so much. I I love talking about this and I love especially someone who really gets it. So thank you for having me, Sam.
0: My pleasure. And everybody else, be brave and continue the conversation. Thank you so much for your time. We work super hard on this podcast and are passionate about helping expert entrepreneurs build businesses without overwhelm. To help us, can you please leave a review if you loved it on Apple Podcast or
1: your favourite podcast platform.